Hello and welcome to the 2018-2019 NHL Season Preview, brought to you by Jedi Dropheads Productions. I'm your host, Ryan Taylor, and in this episode, we're going to be taking things over to the Western Conference and looking at the Pacific Division. Uh, as I've said in the other episodes, if you happen to be a regular Jedi Dropouts listener, this is not exactly what you're used to, and this is going to be purely hockey talk. Uh, if you're a hockey fan that found your way here, don't expect this from the rest of the channel as we normally talk about comic books, video games, and other geeky stuff. Uh, and with that in mind, let's uh, get into the first team. Going to go alphabetical order here, so first of all, we're going to be talking about the Anaheim Ducks. Now... The Ducks are a team I uh, I was a big fan of growing up, back when they were the Mighty Ducks. Um, I was really big on the Paul Correa, Timu Solani stuff, of course. Um, now, the current Ducks are a declining team. Um, their mainstays, Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry, uh, they're getting up there in age. Not to say that they're old, but they're old for hockey. Um, they still do have a team that should make the playoffs. Um, they're, like I said, on the decline. They're not going to be as good as they were in previous years, but they should still be able to slip their way in. Um, you've got you've got a very deep uh, group of centers. Ryan Getzlaff, Ryan Kessler, Adam Henrique, and... Uh, They've got uh, Roney they picked up on the fourth line there. Um, the defense is probably their their biggest perk. Uh, even after uh, giving up Sammy Vatnin and uh, Shea Theodore, they still got Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, Cam Fowler, Brandon Montour. It's a pretty solid top four. Uh, goaltending, also pretty solid. John Gibson is... is an elite goaltender. Ryan Miller, not so much, but in a backup role, I think he's still dependable. Um, and you do have a little bit of youth uh, slipping its way into the forward group as well. you got uh, Ricard Raquel, of course, is is becoming one of their top players. Nick Ritchie is working his way up. And you might have uh, uh, rookies, Troy Terry and Sam Steele, making their debuts this year. Um there's not a whole lot to say about Anaheim. Uh, they they have been an elite team for years now. They've been one of the top teams in the league. I don't expect that anymore. Um, I don't think they can quite keep up with some of the top teams in the league anymore. But I think I, th- I think you should still be able to see them in the playoffs pretty consistently. Uh, in years to come, maybe not so much uh, with some of the future looks of the of the teams in the league here it's going to be hard to keep up down the road but for now I think I think it should be fine um, goaltending especially John Gibson is going to put up enough wins to to get them in uh, I wish I could say more about Anaheim but it's um, there's not a there's not a lot to say uh, Expect a bigger year from Ryan Getzlaff. He missed quite a bit of time last year. Corey Perry, uh, I don't know if you're going to see a resurgence from that guy. Um, he's been gradually declining year after year. Um, but all that in mind, 
Uh, I, I'm going to predict that Anaheim finishes third in the division. I, I think that's being generous. But uh, see, the Pacific Division is wide open. Um, I forgot to say this. I feel like, aside from maybe one, one to two teams here, I think um, anybody in the Pacific Division has a team that could end up in the playoffs. Um, and they're going to be battling it out. Uh, first, I feel pretty confident about, and then from second down to maybe sixth or seventh, I think it's going to be an all-out war because um, there's, a, there's a case to be made for just about every team in this division. Um, Anaheim is just one of the safer bets. Uh, they have experience getting to the playoffs. They have solid goaltending defense, as I said. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Anaheim gets to third in the division, and uh, that's that's just my take on that, I suppose. Uh, next, we're moving on to the Arizona Coyotes. Now, the Coyotes have been one of the worst teams in the league for a long time. Um, they've it's it's I. I wouldn't uh, hold it against anyone if they're going to assume Arizona is going to be terrible again this year. Um, I don't think that. I actually think this could be the year they start to turn it around. Um, I could even, uh, They're one of the teams I could imagine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they found their way into the playoffs. Um, that's not where I'm going to predict them falling now, but... Uh, I think they should have a better team than they've had recently. So they're another team with that strong defense score. They've got Oliver ekman Larson uh, heading the charge there. Jason Demers, Jacob Chikrin, uh, Nicholas Yalmerson, Alex Goligoski. It's, it's a pretty good defense core. Um, and the offense is led mostly by youth because you've got... Uh, Christian Dvorak is returning. Clayton Keller was the, the rookie breakout from last year. Uh, and then you've got uh, Lawson Krauss and Dylan Strom probably finding solid uh, places in that lineup. And Alex Galchenyuk coming over from Montreal. Um, overall, I feel like that offense core could work really well together. Plus you've got guys like Derek Stepan uh, heading that top six. So I, f- I think they could find a way to score some goals here. Um but my biggest thing with Arizona is the goaltending. Um, now, Antti Ranta, uh, his first year with the team was last year, and he missed quite a bit of time, uh, like a, a substantial amount of time. But he finished the season with a .930 save percentage, one of the highest in the league. And he, he did play enough time that it wasn't just a fluke. I, I feel like... Ranta could actually put up those numbers for a full season, uh, and if that's the case with that defense, and and if those if those young players can find a way to put the puck in the net, that Arizona should be in good shape. Um, it doesn't hurt at all that the last month of the previous season, uh, they finished with eleven wins in the last twenty games and ninth best in the league over that last month. They were one of the top 
10 teams in the league. Um, so Arizona can play at an elite level. It's just a matter of can you keep it going for an entire season. Uh, so I'm not convinced that they can dominate the league immediately, that they can take that kind of step upwards. But just getting away from the bottom of the league would be a jump because they're one of those teams that is always in the very, very bottom. And they need to move out of that. They need to get closer to a playoff spot. Um, some of these rookies who, like like Dylan Strong comes to mind especially, if he can just get the wheels going, I feel like that would be a huge, huge help. Uh, and so with all that, I'm going to say they finished sixth in the division. Um, short of a playoff spot, but still a leap up uh, in terms of overall standings. Um, they're actually going to be a little bit competitive, believe it or not. That's that's my take on it. Maybe I'll be totally off, but uh, don't be surprised if Arizona actually has a good year for once. Moving along to the first Canadian team in the division, uh, the Calgary Flames. Now, Calgary is another one of those teams. They kind of um, have been bouncing back and forth. They've had a good season. They've had a down season. They've had a good season. Last year was a down season, so if if trends are to be followed, then this should be an up season for them. Uh, major changes made in the off season. I think overall they look like a better team, at least on paper. Um, Juggy Hamilton is gone, unfortunately, um, and I won't get into the politics of why that, that that's a whole foolish, crazy thing, but. Now they're top four. They have Mark Giordano, TJ Brody, Noah Hannafin, and Travis Hamanick. And I feel like that top four should work. Uh, you're going to see Brody move up with Giordano on the top pairing. And Hannafin and Hamanick, I could see those two working out together. Um, the top six is the biggest improvement because they didn't really lose anybody here. Um... Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan, Matthew Kachuk, and Michael Backlund are mainstays here. But now you have James Neal and Elias Lindholm coming in. Um, and now the thing is that Goudreau Monahan line has been struggling to find a right winger that really fit. They've tried a few guys there. Uh, they've got options this season. You can try James Neal, that's the obvious choice, at a, a power forward who can plant himself in front of the net alongside Goudreau and Monaghan, that makes a lot of sense. You've got young Elias Lindholm, who definitely has something to prove, he never really fully panned out or, sh or played to his full potential in Carolina, and then maybe you're going to take Matthew Kachuk off the left wing and move him up to that top right wing spot, which could also work. Um... I expect you're going to see uh, those guys move around a little bit until something really clicks. But, I mean, someone's got to work there. Uh, and then the other three, will uh, whoever doesn't fit in that spot is going to be playing on that second line with Michael Backlund, I would imagine. Uh, Mike Smith returning in goal. Uh, he is a great goalie, don't get me wrong, but he's getting of the age that his play could decline at any moment. Um, 
because that's that's just one of those things. It's not uh, no no insult to him at all, but um, I've seen it a million times. Uh, Marty Brodeur comes to mind immediately, where one year they're great, and the next year the play just drops off because of the age that they're at and how long and how hard they've been pushing themselves. Mike Smith is is a perfect example of that because. The amount of shots he faced in Arizona were just unholy. Uh, so I could see that happening. I really hope he's got a few more years of great play left in him. But uh, behind him, there's not a, really a lot. Uh, John Gillies is the backup. Uh, not Maybe not immediately, but in the future, uh, rookie Tyler Parsons is going to be... Hopefully a, uh, a hot shot uh, starter for Calgary. He looks excellent. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs with this team. Uh, the division is wide open, and I think it's a perfect time for the team to break through, provided they get the at least um, average to above average goaltending from Mike Smith. Um, so I'm going to predict that they finish fourth in the division, um, and, and slot into one of those wild card spots. Uh, it could be better. It could, uh, if Mike stands on his head, then, I mean, they could be one of the top teams in the division, no problem. Um, and then on the other side of that, maybe he falls apart and they come up short, but fourth is where I'm expecting it. Next, we have my personal favorite team, actually, um, the Edmonton Oilers. That's it's my team. Um, not a lot of hopefulness here with my team. I wish I could be more hopeful. I wish I could say that this is the year, but I don't really believe it. Uh, yes, we have Connor McDavid. We have, in my opinion, the greatest hockey player in the world right now. But, uh, what's behind him, right? Um, so, I'm going to start on the back end and move my way up here. We've got Cam Talbot in net. Um, I think Cam Talbot is an excellent elite goaltender, despite his numbers last year. I really do. Um, you look at the number of shots he faced last year, and it starts to, um, become a little bit clearer. Uh, because, number one... They're playing him for far too many games. Uh, if you start playing a goalie for that high 60, 70 games area, you're you're going to tire him out. You're going to wear him down. And that's really not the optimal number. you got to go for maybe the 50s area. 50, between, between 50 and 60 games is, is a fair number for a starter. You need a solid backup who can fill the rest of that season out, um, which hopefully they have now because uh, they have finished goaltender Miko Koskinen, um, and hopefully he works out. This is his, his uh, first time playing in the league. Uh, he's an experienced goaltender all the same. So uh, hopefully that works out because I really do feel like Talbot is the guy. Uh, while some people don't think the same, I, I really do feel like Cam Talbot is the starter that they need. It's just the backup is the issue. Um, defense, 
looks rough. I love Darnell Nurse, uh, and I'm not really convinced on anybody else because, uh, for starters, you've got Andre Sakira, who he's he's great, but he's playing for too much money, and now he's injured. Um, so you're gonna miss him. Uh, in the top four, you have Adam Larson, Oscar Clefbaum, and probably Matt Benning. Matt Benning is not a top four defenseman in my eyes. Clefbaum can be, has been, but has also been not at all the guy they need. Uh, Adam Larson, of course, uh, had some personal off-ice issues last year. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he can get his game back there. Um, but... Altogether, look, the defense just kind of looks questionable in most places. Um, it does not look like the defense group that this team needs. Um, and it doesn't look like the defense group that you need to, A, support your starter in net, and, and B, uh, move, be able to swiftly move the puck up to the greatest player in the world. Uh it just it doesn't look like uh, a great blue line. Uh, forwards, well, obviously we've got McDavid and and Drysital. Uh, then it gets a little more questionable. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is excellent. I think he is another mainstay on this team. Uh, he looked really good on McDavid's wing at the end of last season. They're probably going to start the year off with that same line. McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Ty Ratty. Uh, I'm not convinced on Ty Ratty. I know a lot of people uh, like him, but he has very, very little NHL experience. And I feel like there's a high possibility that that uh, block of games they played together and hit it off could have been a fluke. And he might not be able to recreate that. I hope he does. Uh, the Oilers fan in me really hopes that they can get that going and can work out some chemistry. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not totally convinced. Um, I don't quite understand why management didn't really make any changes in the off season because the team was terrible last year, and all they added was Tobias Reader. Um, I mean, Reader could be good, sure, but you'd think you'd want to make a splash. You'd want to add something bigger, but I guess, I guess the last couple times they did that, they, they didn't make the smartest moves. Um, so realistically, you got Ratty, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins in the second line. You're gonna have Drysaitel. And the question is, like, who is playing with Dreisaitl exactly? Uh, Tobias Reeder, maybe? Jesse Pugliarvi? Ryan Strom? Milan Lucic? None of these guys scream top six to me. Lucic uh, needs to pick up his speed, for starters. He needs to get his game together. Uh, he has been a top-line forward in the past, but he doesn't seem like he has that anymore. Ryan Strom's never fully reached his potential. Jesse Pugliarvi has never fully adapted to the NHL game. 
And Ratty and Reader, uh, they just they scream more of a depth forward than anything to me. So uh, I'm not hopeful with Edmonton. I want to be. Uh, and again, it is possible that they make the playoffs, but I feel like if they do, it is because McDavid is dragging his team through this season and and just uh, making the playoffs almost on an individual effort in the way that Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon did last year. Um, but if they really, really want to make the playoffs consistently become an elite team and and get a chance at the cup, they're going to need to change this roster. Uh, I don't think this roster has it. I really, really want it to. <laughs> I'm, uh, again, an Oilers fan, and, and just seeing that they have McDavid and that they're sort of wasting some of his his um, great young years here on a, on a roster that does not look great um, kind of sucks. Uh, so I'm going to predict that they actually finish seventh in the division. Um, could be higher based on just McDavid putting up unbelievable numbers, but, uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't have high hopes here. Oh, and, and of course I almost forgot with Edmonton, uh, you do have the potential of some breakout rookies because, um, defenseman Evan Bouchard, and forward Kair Yamamoto. Uh, one of these guys, or both, could make the team. They could uh, be a breakout rookie. They could challenge for the Calder. Uh, it's hard to say. Bouchard looks good. And maybe, maybe if Bouchard has a breakout year, combine that with McDavid, maybe that top line works. Maybe they get things rolling. Um, there is definitely potential for Edmonton to... Uh, have a great year here if the th- the things that they're banking on working actually work. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's not it's not an entirely lost cause. I'm just I'm keeping my expectations low because uh, well, last season happened, and I I'd rather not be that disappointed again. Um, so yeah, overall, I, I hope it works, but I'm not banking on it. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Kings, and oh, how the Kings have fallen from their throne. Um, last season didn't look great, season before that didn't look great. Um, I am not totally convinced that they're gonna fully come back strong here. They could could have a better year. That's, that's kind of the theme of the Pacific Division, and that is, uh, they could be good. They might be bad um, for almost every team in in the division. Really, uh, the biggest addition, of course, to the Los Angeles Kings this year is Ilya Kovalchuk, finally back. Uh, you can expect to see him on that top line with Anze Kopitar and probably Dustin Brown. Uh, I'm not sure if that line's going to hold up. They're probably going to have to make changes. Because even if Kovalchuk uh, comes back strong and Kopitar plays at his level, I don't think Dustin Brown is really an elite winger. Um, he had a great year last year, which was the first great year he's had in a very long time, and I don't I don't expect it's going to continue. Uh, 
other than that, you've got uh, hopefully a full healthy season from Jeff Carter, which would be a huge help. Um, he missed a ton of time last year. Uh, you can expect him penciled in on that second line with Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli. Uh, so the top six looks all right. Um, I'm expecting uh, Adrian Kemp to find his way onto that line with uh, Kopitar and Kovalchuk. Uh, so the top six should be fine. Uh, defense, you've got Drew Doughty, of course. you got Jake Muzzin. you got Alec Martinez. Uh... Dion Phaneuf, I guess, is the other one in the top four. He's uh, kind of a sore spot in that top four because the other guys look great. I'm not really a Phaneuf fan. Um, now, the problem with L.A. is the bottom two lines, the, the third and fourth line, look pretty thin. And the thing that L.A. always did so well was their depth. Um their third and fourth lines were always excellent, and they could roll those lines. Uh, they can't really do that with this group they have. And that's the, the same goes for the defense. The bottom pairing is, uh, you know, it's not great. Um, I mean, you do have Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick is an elite goaltender. He's always going to be one of the top ten or so in the league. Um, Peter Budai backing up is a great choice. I'm glad they got him back because he... Uh, Kind of saved their skin the year Quick missed all that time. Uh, so they should be all right. They, again, they, they have the potential to make the playoffs. They almost made the play- uh, No, they did make the playoffs last year. Um, and had that quick exit uh, when they faced Vegas. But uh, I think they're, they're probably going to come up a little short. And it's not even going to be that the team is bad. It's just they're going to run into opposition from better teams. Um, so I'm predicting that LA finishes fifth in the division, uh, almost right in the middle. Uh, and who knows, maybe, maybe Kopelchuk is going to tear up the league here. I, I don't think so. I think he, he, uh, he's probably going to come in and have a, a decent little 50, 60 point season. And, uh, yeah, overall I'm, I'm saying fifth in the division, um, LA middle of the pack, not a bad year, not a great year. Next up, we have, I think, the most interesting and most exciting team to look at in the Pacific Division. The San Jose Sharks. Because, holy shit, it is the era of the super team. Uh, where do you even start with San Jose? I guess the obvious decision to start with would be uh, Eric Carlson has joined the San Jose Sharks, and that's fucking huge. Um, Eric Carlson, in my eyes, is the best defenseman in the league, and now he's playing on a team with who, in my eyes, is the second best defenseman in the league. So, yeah, defense is stacked. You have Eric Carlson, you have Brent Burns, and you have Mark Edward Vlasic. You can't forget about Vlasic, because he is a great defenseman in his own right. Um... I think the smart choice here would be to separate them. Um, Carlson, Burns, Vlasic, three separate pairings, and just roll them. Because then you always have a elite-level defenseman on the ice, no matter what the matchup is. And that's dangerous. 
because at some point that other team is going to be putting out their their third pairing, their third or fourth lines. And if you happen to get one of these guys on the ice at that time, um, that's going to create some serious scoring chances. Uh, I mean, think about that. If, if Carlson or Burns somehow gets matched up with, like, uh, I don't know, uh, inner division, you got one of Vancouver's bottom lines, I mean, the puck's probably going in the net. It's probably going to happen. Uh, so combine that with the fact that up front, I mean, San Jose has Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Logan Couture, Thomas Hurdle, and then you've got other guys like Timo Maye and um, John, Jonas Donsky, Donskoy. I'm not sure how to pronounce that guy's name. He's excellent, though. Um, and then add to that, uh, you're getting a full year of Evander Kane, who they added at the trade deadline. Uh, this is a dangerous, deep um, team with, with a lot of depth. Um, goaltending, again, solid. Martin Jones is, again, one of the top ten or so. I would say between top, top five, top ten goalies in the league every year. He puts up solid numbers. Uh, you got to know, San Jose is an immediate cup contender. Uh, they've got a win-now attitude that the management has obviously shown by adding Kane, by pursuing Tavares, by adding Carlson, and who knows, maybe they're not done. The trade deadline is still coming between now and the playoffs. They could add... Fucking who knows? I'm not even going to throw names out there. They could add uh, any, any number of pieces to this team. And... Um, I mean, sure, in the past we've seen similar situations where uh, an all-star talent goes to an already loaded team and it just doesn't pan out. But they've got the full season to play around with uh, pieces. Uh, you try different pairings, see what works, and they've got to be able to find something with this much talent on this team. They're, they've, they have to, right? Um... So, I mean, obviously I'm going to predict San Jose finishes first in the division. But here's the thing. I had them finishing first before they added Carlson. Uh, I didn't have to change that. This just kind of solidified my opinion. Um, I don't know. I kind of like San Jose this year anyway. People uh, have been counting them out a little bit. They, they made the Stanley Cup Finals two, three years ago against Pittsburgh, and they haven't been able to repeat that success, but people have been forgetting about them, but, uh, I mean, they're an elite team, and they should be able to bounce back, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm expecting very, very big things from San Jose, and, uh, I don't think, I don't think I'm the only one at this point with, with that team that they have. Next, we have the last Canadian team in the league that I'll be uh, previewing here, the Vancouver Canucks. Um, the Canucks lost a lot in this offseason. I mean, just the Sedins alone, um, while they may have been getting up in age, and no, they weren't playing and putting up the numbers that they used to, but on this team, it's a big loss. Uh, I, I'm hopeful for Vancouver for the future. 
not the immediate future, but the future. Um, obviously, Brock Besser is the centerpiece of that team right now. Uh, Bo Horvat is still very young, and he's looking like a potential captain for the future there. Uh, and then you have upcoming rookies. You've got Elias Peterson. You've got Ole Uolevi. You've got Michael DiPietro. You've got uh, Quinn Hughes. Uh, the team looks good in the future. Uh, however, this season is probably going to be pretty rough. Uh, yes, Brock Besser and Bo Horvat are excellent, and you're probably going to see Elias Peterson in there this year. And all three of those guys are going to be in the top six, but all three of those guys are very, very inexperienced, and they're going to be having some very hard matchups against some of the best players in the league. Um, and behind them, forwards are thin. Defense, uh, it's a little thin. Goaltending, again, it's a very thin team. They don't, they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of experience. And... Like, yeah, it's great to have uh, breakout rookies. I mean, look at uh, Toronto the last couple of years with Matthews and Marner and Nylander. But the difference is those guys were supported by veterans. They had JVR and Bozak and, and Patrick Marlowe and these guys to back them up and to take some of the heavier matchups just to try and ease the workload a little bit and ease the transition into the league. Uh You've got Brock Besser uh, in his second year in the league, and A, he's going to be on that very top line uh, playing against every other team's top line, uh, and he's expected to basically lead the way offensively in Vancouver um, in a division that has quite a bit of talent, a, a division with... Uh, Johnny Goudreau, Connor McDavid, and now Eric Carlson. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a very tough year. Bo Horvat, same thing. He's expected to sort of be a big piece of the, the leadership here in Vancouver. And he's, he's, he's still a kid. Uh, so, overall, like I'm, I don't have high hopes for this season in Vancouver. I mean, maybe they could uh, pull something together, but I really don't think so. Uh, this is going to be an uphill battle. And goaltending is questionable as well. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is the starter for now. Uh, Anders Nilsson could challenge him for that. And more so, uh, Thatcher Demko could challenge him. Uh, Demko being the rookie goalie that's been leading the way in the HL for a while now. He's been putting up good numbers. Um, so goaltending is wide open. Uh, any of these guys could end up being the starter by the end of the year. But I'm assuming Jacob Markstrom is probably the guy. Um, so I know Vancouver fans, you, you've got high expectations for these kids, but give it some time. Give it a few years, um, and in a few years you're going to have more of these kids in the league, and they can be protected by guys like Horvat and Pesser who who are established in the league, um, and that's the way to do it. And, and I think I think Vancouver are on the right track. I think they're doing things the right way, but um, it's going to be hard for the next year or two, maybe three. Um, 
So, uh, of course, I'm going to predict that they finish last in this division just because of all the other talent in this division and the hard matchups that they're going to get. Um, but the future's bright, so it, it does look good eventually for Vancouver. Now for the last team in the division um, and the most recent addition to the National Hockey League, the Vegas Golden Knights. And... I'm not going to attempt too much to predict how Vegas is going to go because that's been a futile effort so far uh, since they've entered the league. Uh, last year, I mean, we all said it. We all said, uh, Vegas isn't going to be great. And then they were. Uh, well, there's no way they can keep this up. And then they did. Well, I mean, there's no way they're actually going to make the playoffs. And they did. There's no way they can win a series, and they did. And and they carried that unexpected energy all the way to the cup final against Washington. So, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if there's much point to really predicting what I expect here. Uh, I'll try and break it down like a regular team, but I don't know if Vegas is a regular team. They haven't uh, proven to be so far. Um, so obviously they're, they're going to try and build on an unbelievable expansion season. Um, and I th think they did the smart thing here where with bringing in guys to uh, support that cast. So they get to keep William Carlson, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Riley Smith together on the top line. But now, to back those guys up, you have Max Pacioretty and Paul Stastny playing on your second line. Along with, uh, I'm going to guess Alex Took is probably going to be there on that line with him. But that job is probably wide open as well. Um, hopefully, that combination, along with, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe healthy goaltending. Maybe not having to go down to your fourth and fifth goaltenders like you did last year. Th that should be enough to keep the spark going. Um... Maybe a full year from Marc-Andre Fleury or Malcolm Saban or both. Um, maybe if Fleury plays like he did in the playoffs where he was just outstanding. Um, I, I think the Vegas should be alright. I think the pros outweigh the cons. And the cons being, you know, maybe that magic from last year is gone. Maybe... Um, now that they've had some success, they're not uh, as motivated. Uh, I don't know. I'm not inside these guys' heads. But uh, I feel like that should uh, be able to keep the energy going. Um, and Max Pacioretty, if, if, if nobody else on this team has anything left to prove, Max Pacioretty does. Absolutely, after all the shit in Montreal. Um... The problem with Vegas is the defense. The defense doesn't look great. Um, doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look great either. Because you have Nate Schmidt missing 20 games from his suspension. And in his place, the top four are going to be Braden McNabb, Colin Miller, Shea Theodore, and Derek England. Uh, McNabb and Theodore are probably the more solid defensemen there. Um... It's not a great top four. It's not bad. It's it's sort of uh, going to be done by committee. 
again. But um, Schmidt would be a, a nice help there on the blue line. Uh, so, I mean, if you're keeping track of the numbers, the only one left, I'm, I'm predicting Vegas finished second in the division. I, I really think that last year wasn't a fluke and that these guys just are great. They have the right chemistry. Um, I, f I feel like the city helps. The city just has this energy and this immediate fan base that uh, it helps motivate the team. Uh, combine that with some great goaltending and some bounce-back seasons from Max Pacioretty, Paul Stastny, those guys. Um, I, I think Vegas is going to be all right. I don't I don't know if they're gonna sweep the league like they did last year, but I I think they're they're gonna be all right. And uh, with that, that is the breakdown of the Pacific Division. Um, that's three out of four now. I don't know if uh, any of you are listening to these in order, if you're just picking and choosing, but uh, I've got three down. And I'm gonna record one more, and then I'm gonna upload all of these at once. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, I do like talking hockey a lot, and it's nice to have an outlet for that. Um, so if you enjoy this, if you think, hey, I like listening to this guy talk about hockey, let me know, and maybe I'll do this again sometime. Maybe I'll, um, I don't know, break down the trade deadline or uh, do a playoff preview or something like that. Um, and uh, if you happen to be in into the world of geekiness, if you like uh, comic books and video games and superheroes and that sort of thing, uh, we talk about that all the time over uh, at Jedi Dropouts. Um, you can check that out over www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you're listening to this particular podcast, in fact. Um, over on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, all those places. Pretty pretty much every platform. Um, and with that, uh, I'll, I'll leave it right there. Uh, until next time, make sure you keep your stick on the ice. Uh, thank you very much, and later. This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.